Hey there, how are you? I hope you are having a fantastic day or evening, depending of course, when you are here. Today, we're gonna be talking about things to consider when writing a resume, specifically things to weigh whether or not you should keep on your resume or maybe take off. Stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. My name is Stephanie Dennis. I'm your host, and my background is in human resources, which is what I have my master's degree in. And my passion is really helping others, sharing information, sharing my knowledge so others can make positive changes in their lives. So here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. Diving right in. So what to keep on your resume and what to take off. This conversation was actually a conversation I was having with a colleague of mine before the furlough happened. And she was asking me a couple questions about, you know, I was in a sorority in college. Do I keep that on my resume? I also have the fact that I had a scholarship to soccer, things like that. And so we got into talking about different things, pros and cons to each. And then of course, swapping stories because we're recruiters and we have like a bajillion stories for like fucking everything. It feels like. Before I dive in, if you want to listen to more episodes on making a resume. We have February 6, 2020, resume tips when changing careers, September 26, 2019, resume refresher, 24 resume writing tips, 5-30-2019, my interview on the Kick-Ass In Life podcast where we talk about like resume tips, how to stand out, etc. And then 8-21-2017, what to include on your resume. So some of these things I think I touched on back in 2017. I say that like I can remember like last week. I'm pretty sure I remember. (laughs) Some of them I know I did not. I also, on the website, StephDennis13, there is a tab at the top, podcast directory. And so I have listed like career advice, a bunch of episodes under that, interviewing, bunch of episodes under that, and then resumes. So you guys can have it in like three separate chunks. So if you quickly want to access particular episodes, you can check that out there. Let's take a few examples because I think these are important to talk through. Sports. So there's pros and cons to everything on your resume. However, generally speaking, sports are going to be a good thing to keep on your resume. Why? Because it shows you can work on a team and it shows you're competitive and typically people who are in sports like to win. And generally, (laughs) typically, generally, (laughs) people who like to win have a drive and desire to succeed and do well. So for the most part, hiring managers look at sports in college or high school or whatever it might be as a positive on someone's resume. As a matter of fact, I have yet to hear a hiring manager talk negatively about someone being in any sport. So for whatever that's worth, I recommend you keep the sports on your resume. That is my preference as my recommendation based on many, many, many thousands of conversations with hiring managers. Fraternities and sororities. So I was not in one in college. I will say that like for no particular reason one way or the other. I just wasn't like I didn't have like a strong desire. Like that wasn't something that spoke to me and like felt like I was called to do. So no shade, no judgment either way, good, bad, or otherwise. I will say I have heard more negative generalizations about fraternities and sororities than I have positive. So within the hiring space. Like I want to be clear about that. Generalizations are just that. They are generalizations. They are not based on fact necessarily. 
However, this one is very much going to be personal preference. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone, right? Like I've just, I've heard comments around like when people see it on a resume, especially if they haven't been in one, right? So as someone who hasn't been in one, I can't really speak to like the specifics, right? The day-to-day, but you think of like all the crazy movies that are out there, right? These like crazy frat parties and sorority parties. So again, no judgment. I think there is a lot of amazing qualities that people have because they were in either a fraternity or a sorority. I also, as you know, will share honest, candid information with you guys. So I have heard majority of the assumptions and generalizations that I've heard around that aren't great. However, there has been some positives that when I say it's personal preference, that's why I say that. So 100% up to you. If you feel like you've been applying to a bunch of jobs and you have something related to a fraternity sorority on your resume, and you hear this and you're like, oh shit, maybe I wonder if that that's it. Do a test, make a resume, take it off there, and then send your resume out without that information for two or three weeks and see if you get a response. If you're still not getting a response, then there's probably something else wrong with your resume or you're applying too late. Those are generally the two things. There's either the resume isn't structured quite right, or if you are, especially in this economy we're in now, if you apply to a job that's been posted for 30 days, at this point, it's such an employer market right now, you're probably like application 2000. Just keeping it 100 with you. The next one, specifically, volunteer experience. I do like to see volunteer experience on a resume. If someone doesn't have a lot of like working experience, or if they had really large gaps in their resume, or if they're trying to get into a type of organization in which the volunteering would help. Where I think it gets interesting is when the volunteering is with a type of organization that could lead someone to make an assumption about a protected class that's covered under Title VII. So Title VII says we can't discriminate against people based on race, sex, religion, etc., etc. So if you've been volunteering for your church for the last 20 years doing, you know, whatever it is that you do, people are going to make assumptions. So if you feel strongly that the particular volunteering that you do is going to help you get the job. So let's say for your church, you helped with the accounting and you are trying to get an accounting job. I would put personally, I would put that you did accounting for a local nonprofit organization. And I would put roughly how many people are part of the organization and then how many people are on payroll, right? Because oftentimes you have with the church, there's a few people on payroll um, and then a whole bunch of volunteers and then a whole bunch of people that attend the church, right? Or attend services. So I'd put that information on there. Again, this goes back to like the fraternity and sorority. If you're having a hard time getting responses, a lot of people aren't going to care. So like when I see that on resumes, like it literally doesn't even phase me, not one single bit. I don't think one way or the other. I'm like, cool, they volunteered. However, as we have all seen based on the videos and the posts, and the tweets, and all the things going around the internet right now, people have biases. People have conscious and unconscious bias. And I don't ever want to put someone in a position where they're job hunting and you put some information on there that could trigger someone's bias, whether it's conscious or unconscious, and have that be the reason you don't get an opportunity. So again, totally up to you providing the feedback. 
Okay, work experience. I know we've talked about this in the past, just to put it out there again. So if you have been working for 30, 40 years, that is amazing. I do not recommend you put 30 to 40 years worth of work experience on your resume. One, your resume is going to be like really long and you run the risk of triggering a bias, right? So I recommend either putting the relevant information to the career you're in now, because oftentimes people who have worked for 30, 40 years, they've changed career paths a couple times. Not always, but more often than not. I even have, and I've been working, I started working when I was 16. I've been working for 17 years. I started out in retail doing like sales, account management. I did like sales, account management, retail. I kind of lumped those all together probably for the first nine years. And then I transitioned to recruiting. So even myself, I've already had two careers, two different, very separate careers. So I would either put whatever relevant experience you have to that career or cap it at the last 15 years. Again, I just, I just don't want people to make negative assumptions. Graduation year. If you graduated more than 10 years ago, take it off there. Please. Please take it off there. Same reason as we're not putting 30, 40 years of experience on your resume. Nobody needs to know how old you are. It's another damn business. Last thing I want to call out real quick is contact information. A full address is not necessary. And at this point, I honestly don't even know if it's like wise. I'm like hesitant to say that, but I also feel like we as job seekers need to make sure we're protecting our information, right? So on your application, you may or may not need to put your address. When you're hired, of course, like of course you're giving your address. I just don't think it needs to be on your resume just in case it lands in the wrong hands, you know? Put your city, state, zip. I do like seeing a zip code because I feel like anyone can put Orlando, Florida or San Diego, California. But I feel like without that zip code, I'm like... Do you live there already? Are you moving there? Like it feels a little bit less legit. So I do like to see a zip code. That's my own personal preference. And it's also what I did when I wanted to relocate. So (laughs) maybe because I've tried to like play that game. (laughs) That's why I like to see the zip codes. But just FYI. So obviously your name, your phone number, your email address, city, state, zip code. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast, to be here. I really appreciate it. Hopefully you found this information helpful and valuable. If you have a topic you want me to cover, you can enter that below in the Google survey. If you want to find out more information, show notes, etc., head over to StephDennis13. If you want to figure out how we can work together, resume consulting, career coaching, uh, listen to careertalk.com for more information there. If you are enjoying the show, getting value. Please take a quick moment, leave a rating and or review for the show. Helps others find us. I love reading them. Thank you. Huge shout out to everyone who has done so. You can reach out to me on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, StephDennis13, Instagram, also Career Talk Podcast, specific to the show. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so awesome. So amazing. I hope you have a beautiful, amazing rest of your day. Bye-bye.